Hello. Thanks for listening to Tea with Terry. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. And if you are, we'd appreciate you hitting the like button and maybe leaving a review and uh, also subscribing. If you'd like to contact us, reach out to us on Instagram at Tea with Terry Podcast. Now, on to the show. Hey, Terry. Hey, Steve. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Tea with Terry. Although today I'm drinking purified water from Kirkland. Whatever that means. That's Walmart's brand, isn't it's it? It's a price club. Keith loves that place. Oh, Sam's? Not Sam's, but the other one. Costco. Yes, 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 yes. I hate it. It's amazing. I have memberships to both Costco and Sam's just because anything I can buy in bulk is better. Well, I don't, I wouldn't know. Again, the only time I ever went to Sam's was in Mexico. It was called Club Ayora, and it was the only place I could go buy a turkey for Thanksgiving. You couldn't go to the Gigantica? No, Gigantica did not carry giant turkeys. Pavo, um, because... That's what it is in Spanish? It's not El Turquio? No, it's Pavo. Oh, I just thought you put an L in front and an O in the end of anything and it becomes Spanish. Well, that's offensive. <laughs> to the Spanish language and to me, no. So trust me, anytime I have to speak Spanish, it's an offense to anybody who has to hear it. Right. I'm well, like, que paso, mi amigo? Mi espanol es muy malo. Well, my favorite Spanish word is pedofetico. But you have to say it with a passion, like pedofetico. But it actually is the name of the freeway so i mean it's not even anything exciting and i also do like the word <laughs> biblioteca yeah it was a library pretty sure that's a library yeah. it is that's one so, of the six spanish words that i know isn't that a great word peligroso that's a good one and you can use it more often than you think it means dangerous so whenever you see like you know somebody and they're like and you look at them and you're like peligroso and they smile so it's a great icebreaker for the people that speak Spanish. I, well, I do that in English. I just see somebody at the store and they're walking from me. I go, hey, danger. And that's how they <laughs> smile. And we no. start up a conversation. It's the way to go. It works in every language. No, it's only when it's really dangerous. Like when they're on a ladder and they're, I don't know, you know, painting, whatever. Whatever people are doing that's dangerous. And I'm like, peligroso. And they're like, ha ah. ha. And now looking back, they're probably like, she knows one word. <laughs> <laughs> Adios, peligroso. Right. <laughs> Goodbye, danger. <laughs> yeah, I, I know a couple other words. I can't put them because Spanish yeah. speakers are going to be offended. Well, the first things you got to learn in any language is the bad words. Like that's, you just have to. When Noelle's taking the American Sign Language, the first thing she told me was how to call somebody an a-hole. And of all the things she taught me, that's the only one I still can do. Well, and Jesus. I mean, everybody knows how to do Jesus in sign language. Is that where you flap your hands on the top of each other? No, you take your index finger on one hand and you point it to the center of your other hand. It's Jesus. Oh, you point it to each hand? Yeah. Like stigmata? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. That's right. Jesus. And then Bible is when you put your hands together and then you open it. Jesus, Bible, see? That's the standard version of sign language, but then you have the South African version of sign language. If you remember the guy that was when Mandela died. Oh, he was just making stuff up. <laughs> didn't they even prove that he had, didn't even know what he was doing? That guy is kind of my hero because I don't think I would have even have the guts to go in and apply for a job. In case anybody doesn't know. So this guy applied and got the job as the um, sign language interpreter for all the heads of state. Like he was behind Obama. Wait, and that's Merkel. what's so freaky is he could have been an awful, awful yeah. bad guy. And he was like one foot away from every single world leader 
on the planet. Yeah, and just gesturing nonsense. All the deaf people all the world saying, what is this guy doing? Get him off the stage. He has no idea what he's doing. And the guy's just making his own little hand symbols. They finally got him off. And then they interviewed him like a couple months later. Like, well, why would you do this? And why did you lie? He goes, I did not lie. I can do this. It's just my own interpretation of sign language. That could not be Basically, true. So I, I, I can sign language for myself. Nobody else in the world can understand it. But as long as I understand it, I feel good about it. Right. Well, he was obviously full of caca. I mean, I've watched enough of these (laughs) little things that are going on right now, um, you know, with the daily briefings or whatever. And I do get that the more animated the sign language person is, probably the people that are needing sign language are probably like, oh, look at, oh, she's my favorite. Oh, there's the guy that, oh, like they know these people. I don't know them. They all... Because I don't really know what I'm trying to I'm, say. I find myself but fascinated by them. It is fascinating. And I, I started watching him do a lot of facial expressions. And I asked Noel, because Noel's took two years of sign language. And I was like, well, what is, you know, like, like, like they show anger, they show intensity. She goes, that's part of the sign language is you have to use your face to kind of uh, add, you know, intensity because they can't hear the language. Are you yelling? Are you crying? So they make facial expressions. If it's a sad one, they'll make a sad facial expression while they're, t- which is, which is fascinating. So I think the ones that are more animated are obviously better. They're higher paid. They've got the better gigs. They're next to the president or a governor or whatever. So the higher up, the more animated, and I like it. And the thing is, is almost every sign language person I've seen is better at making facial expression than Keanu Reeves. Oh, I just watched a movie of his last night, and it made me think of you. All right, Terry, I'm going to shift gears on you now. We've been talking a lot about your planned move from your house and that you're going to just move across town to start with. You're really planning on moving just like really far away. Like, y'all want to go to the Carolinas or something. We do. I mean, that's the big plan. Yeah, thanks. So, obviously, that, you know, friendships aren't enough to keep you into a local area. No, but see, you just have to visit. But I don't want to. I don't visit you that often, and you're only like like four miles away. But I'll visit you, is what I'm saying. And by visit, I mean stay in your house. Yeah, then that's, no. that's not optimal me. <laughs> I mean, I, what I meant to say is you're always welcome, because Lisa right. told me well, I have to say I that. I guess, you know, what I'm really going to be doing is visiting your wife, not you, you ding-dong. Why don't you schedule a trip or something no but yeah Yeah, i know because you already said that if everybody dies you were leaving the planet if it was just the two of us so (laughs) i know you're not visiting me me. (laughs) i'm headed to to um samo or some (laughs) island yeah that's it i'm out easter island that's where you can find i do have one weird quirk about myself when it okay i have a lot of weird quirks but one particular about this subject is about how close I like to live to my friends and family. I don't like to have anybody that I know can look over and see that I have somebody at my house. Like, I just, like, I'm not that close to my neighbors because I don't want them to, I don't want to feel obligated to have to invite them to my house if I invite somebody else to my house. Well, I mean, should we even say it in one of your next door neighbor's house? They, I mean, they croaked and no one knew. It was sad. Eek. Not just that. I mean, so in my neighborhood, to the house to the left of us, or to, you know, to, if you look in front of the house to the right of it, the guy died of cancer uh, in that house. The guy And the house to the left, the woman died of breast cancer, and then a year later, the guy died of a heart attack in the backyard, and they didn't, in find, the backyard. And they didn't find him for three days. And then two houses down, a guy died on a piece of sausage that he couldn't, it got stuck in his lungs. Cheapers. And then up the lake house that we had, the house next to us, the couple, super nice people, they found them floating in the in the in the bay, 
uh, in front of the lake house. What? And the, all they could figure out is that he must have had a heart attack. It looks like he died of a heart attack. And she tried to wait out to go get him. And there's a storm moving in. And she apparently drowned trying to save him. And they both were found floating in the water like at three in the morning by well, some teenager. Well, that's awful. And so, that is so awful. really, you should you probably don't want to live next well, to us. Well, I'm never living on your street. I mean, every single house on your street could go for sale. And I'd be like, no. Well, except for the sausage dude. The, all the other ones were literally next door neighbors. So you maybe we shouldn't live next door. Let, let, let's make that a it, pact. Well, now I'm definitely not. But you know, if I tell that story to everybody, I can keep people from wanting to move next to me, and that'll help out. Well, that part's true. It said, I'm waiting for the you know that paranormal show where they, they put the green goggles on, and they run, what's that? And they run around. I'm just waiting for them to yeah, do that. Yeah, I love that I'm show. waiting for them to do that on our street, because I'm sure that we're like, well, they, they must have... The H- they must have a ghost HOA that I don't know about yet. Yeah, you should look into that because they'll put a little thing on their, on your street and like designate it, and then you'll get all the creepies like coming over there to try to get. There's that haunted house in Louisiana that Phoebe is obsessed with, and I think when we go in July, I told her that you know we go see my dad at the um at where he's laid to rest, the Rogelio Cemetery. And on the way there, you have to pass by the Myrtles. I won't go inside, but Phoebe's trying to decide if she'll go in. Well, is this is this like a tourist place you can go into now? Or is it like, is it just like, is, oh, so it's not like an old abandoned place that you would break into? No, and- it was. When my mother was a little girl, she grew up across the street. And it was old and abandoned, like, you know, bricks through the window kind of thing. And she's got all sorts of creepy stories that she totally was, you know, the hair will stand up on your arms and she tells you. But then somebody took it over and redid it. And then it was just like a house you paid money to go through. Now I'm pretty sure you can spend the night. Like I know you can. It's like, a, oh, I'm totally in. I'm in. I'm in for spending I the night. I won't even I, go in the house. I'll stay at the bougie place up the street. So, so you believe ghosts? Well, I don't know what I believe, but I I know. Well, I'm asking. That, I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just asking you. I'm no, like, and I don't know what I believe. I mean, I don't know if I believe in straight up ghosts. I don't know if I believe that there's certain places that, for me, it's like when you go somewhere and you're like, ugh, like you just don't feel right, and then you find out all these awful things happen there. So I think it's more like on a place. Because I I don't believe in ghosts, but I but I also think that there's a whole bunch of part of the universe that we don't know about so they could very well be well i could tell you this when we were at the myrtles outside in the gardens and they've got all sorts of statues and you know some of it's super creepy and some of it's super pretty and big trees and very very extremely louisiana and the story is you know people were hung in the trees and then behind the back there was like a civil war camp and so a lot of the soldiers oh, yeah, died yeah. there. I remember hearing about this one. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the blood stains of, show yes, up. And- exactly. So I took pictures of the kids, like, you know, go stand by the front door. And I took the pictures. They go stand over there by the tree and take the pictures. And Not anything specific, just like the stuff that's there. So when we were in the restaurant after, so we're looking through the pictures on Zoe's camera and on Keith's camera. And so all the pictures on Zoe's camera didn't matter where they were. Phoebe had that circle, that orb above her head. And every it didn't matter where they were, it was just always there. So you would think like, okay, maybe it was just a piece of something that was on the lens and it just kept showing up. So we turn on Keith's camera and the same damn thing is on the same, every single place that Phoebe was, every picture, there was an orb above her head or in between the girls. And two of the ghosts allegedly are children at that house. And they're attracted to little girls. Like that's who they want to hang out with. They want to play with them. 
So when we were sitting there, Zoe just started crying and she was like, I'm haunted. And then the next thing I knew, like she had deleted all the pictures. So I was like, no, don't delete them. But there was one that Keith said that came out clear on hers and it did on his, but it almost does look like somebody's looking out the window. And there was, there wasn't, there wasn't anybody in there. Do you still have those pictures? Keith does. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I they're somewhere. Some... They're on his computer downloaded. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He should still definitely have them. Yeah, you got to send those to me. They're creepy as hell. Have you ever taken the haunted tour of New Orleans? Yes, I love it. I want to stay at that hotel downtown with the, the the story that was told is this couple was there and they spent the night. Nothing happened. Then they call back like a few weeks later and they said, did anybody go into our room? And they're going, no, sir, it was locked. There was nothing. Nobody could have had access to your room. Because they, when they developed the film on their camera, there was a bunch of pictures of them taking sleeping from the ceiling <gasps> on their camera. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yes. Which one was like, it? Is it the Monteleone? It's the one like, that has where like, like there's supposed to be a kid or something there, and sometimes there are dolls, and sometimes the TV messes up. But this was, this is the one story. Like, like they were like, not you know, we stayed at this supposedly haunted house. We got nothing, and then and then they get their stuff. And there was like all the pictures of them sleeping from the ceiling. Because that's, I mean, that's enough. Uh, for me to like never ever want to go back to the state of Louisiana. Like I'd be like, I'm out. No, see, I, I'm fascinated by it. And and like I said, these stories don't have any malice with it, but it's one of the guys, the guy used to work for me out of Malaysia when we would travel and we would go, you know, go to different places and he would tell me I'm changing rooms. And I'm like, well, we just checked in. Why are you changing rooms? He goes, I, I got a cold feeling. Yeah. That's what it felt. And like. he had this story that he was at one time, he was walking in a room and like you said, it didn't feel right, but he just stayed in there. And he woke up in the middle of the night with this like horrific vision at the end of his bed or something. And ever since then, if he walks in a room, if he gets a bad feeling, he's like, I need another room. Quite, he's out. I'm, I'm out. out. Cause it was when we were in Savannah, everything in Savannah is haunted. I mean, everything, the corners are haunted. The buildings are haunted. The, everything the street corners the sidewalk everything's haunted in savannah because they want it to be i mean you know like new orleans no isn't it like advertised as the most haunted city in the country uh yeah that one and the other one that's super duper haunted that we went to was um saint augustine i heard that place is cool i loved it oh my god it is beautiful yeah, I've never been to Savannah or St. Augustine. I I want to go to both places. That was the year there was a, t- a hurricane, and we didn't get to go to Destin. So we just kept driving, and we went to Crescent Beach. But the problem was, I'm so used to going to Destin every year, so the sun is in front of you. You're sitting at the beach, and, you know, the sun or whatever. So when you go to the other side of Florida, and you're looking out at the water, it's not the same. Like, the sun is behind you. Oh, yeah, because you're facing east. And so you don't get any sun on your face. It's just like your back is burning. So everybody turns their chair away from the water. And I'm like, that's weird. Well, I, I just like the fact that nobody's looking at the beach. So somebody yeah. can be drowning and nobody will notice. Exactly. Like, how did Timmy drown? Well, we were getting. I was trying to get my tan evened out. So you remember the beach in Capri? Well, it's called Capri and it was little rocks, stones. <laughs> yeah, it's all just stones. It's a big quarry that people put towels on and were yeah, laying and on they a bunch act of stones. Like it's awesome. And we were like, what? <laughs> I couldn't even walk on it. I was like, this is I know, crazy. I was like, that is the most uncomfortable beach I think I have ever seen. Capri or Capri or Capri Sun, whatever it is. Yeah, it was one of the awesome places, but the beach was just like... They'll tell you, oh, it's great because it doesn't... Like your towel doesn't get sandy and you can move the rocks around and make like a pillow for your head. And I'm like, no, you cannot. Like that's rocks. It's still rocks. <laughs> yeah. 
we're missing a business opportunity. You know, like they had the my pillow. We can have my my rock pillow and just have a, just send them a bag of gravel and say, look, you can move it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's the Capri Beach pillow. It is. It'll make you feel like you're on vacation. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not sure where we got into this subject, but anyway, back to what our planned show was about. You had a quarantine question for me. Let me ask you, Steve. What is a, a couple of things that you know during this last what three? four months that we've been in our homes quarantining what's a couple things you've ordered because i know another friend of mine she loves to order things at her door like packages at her door make her day i feel the same way so fill in the blank over this little quarantine situation well, it's funny because we had talked about this and i was like so i started looking back and you know i, I have two things i do amazon which is normal things. Right. And then I love this Chinese website called Wish and Geek. It's where you can buy all the really cheap things. So I'll start flipping through Wish and like, oh, oh, well, I, I need a glow up light foam stick. That's only a dollar. Now, do you mean inexpensive or do you mean cheap? Yes. Because those are two different things. Yes. I mean them both. They're, okay. You get what you pay for. Inexpensive and cheap. I bought a couple of light show lasers. Like you would. <laughs> Okay. Did y'all come over that that um, New Year's Eve night that we've set up? Yeah, of course I did. The impromptu disco house? Yeah, we had all that Kingfish music. And all I did was dance. All those lights, all the laser lights and disco lights, those are all from China from Wish that I bought at 3 o'clock in the morning because I said, I need another disco light. Bam, purchase. But I didn't do disco lights this time. Okay, what have you been buying? First of all, and I'm waiting to get it in, I have the I Survived the uh, Toilet Paper Crisis of 2020 shirt. Oh, good. Dr. Fauci's my homeboy. You get that one too? <laughs> no, but I'm added to my list as we speak. That's hilarious. Yeah. I bought my own home planetarium. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you should come over sometime. I actually have it. I've got like the entire Andromeda galaxy. I saw that, you know, from the telescope when I went to Marfa. We went to the McDonald Observatory. I know, and I'm still jealous. They only let so many people in. It's free, but you have to still get a ticket. So we just show up. I'm like, the tickets are free. Surely we can get in. And we go up and I'm like, hey, you know, we've got four. We want to come in. She's like, I'm sorry, we don't have any more tickets. And I'm like, well, hey, y'all, like, she's pretty much just said no. And he's like, we're going into this thing. So I'm like, okay. He's like, just go walk over there and, <laughs> and make a commotion. So I go, you know, rustle up the postcards or whatever's over there. And Keith like <laughs> leans over and just grabs an entire two handfuls of these stickers. And that's all you need to get in is just a sticker. So we all get a sticker. We all go see the Andromeda. We see planets. And I mean, my my <laughs> mind was blown. Like I never realized with just the naked eye, with just me sitting in the complete darkness, which that is a place that has zero light pollution. Like there's not that many places and this is one of them. And you can see like the International Space Station when it goes by. Like you can see things that you can't believe you can actually see. So when we get out to the car, we're giggling about how we busted through the ladies, you know, telling us they didn't have. And Keith opens up his hands. He reaches in his pocket. He literally had a thousand of these like stickers. So then we felt bad and then we didn't feel bad. And then we really didn't feel bad. <laughs> so we decided to go eat pizza and Keith, they were laughing and laughing. And all of a sudden there was like the boom. Like this really loud sound and I was like what in the world so we get out at this pizza place and and it's pretty crowded on the inside it's people waiting there's people everywhere and we walk around to the front and Keith is hit they don't just have bunnies there they have these big desert like hairs like 
jackrabbits. Like jackalopes. Yet. Not jackalopes, jackrabbits. And this thing has jumped and Keith has hit it. So the only thing sticking out the very center of the grill of the car is its little fuzzy <laughs> butt, bunny butt, like his tail. And so I start screaming and Phoebe starts screaming. She took pictures of it. And then Keith proceeds in front of a restaurant with big glass windows to get a stick and pull this carcass of this bunny out. Okay, so we just basically robbed the McDonald Observatory and now we've ruined dinner for, I don't know, a hundred people. So we, I'm surprised you weren't just escorted <laughs> right out of town. You're never going to be allowed back. You got, you're on the wanted posters in the Marfa. Yeah, um, they're the like, Marfa if you see office. this family, they're awful. They're not to be trusted and they're just, they're bad. They're all bad. Don't. That's a pretty don't. high jump for a bunny though. You got to give, got to give the bunny some props for getting that high. To well, get and they are everywhere. Like it is like killer highway just on the road and they're not little. Well, you know, but between um, Dallas and Lubbock at night, there are deer everywhere. Seen them on the roads. I've avoided, but I hadn't. I hadn't had to have one hit me. But when I was sitting there gassing up, a guy pulls up in this like cherry mustang that he obviously babied, and the front of it is crushed. And I'm like, "What happened?" He goes, "I hit a deer, and it just destroyed the front of his car." I mean, he's lucky because people die. Well, for, he's lucky to be alive. The thing is, what kills most people is not the impact. It's a deer usually gets embedded in the uh, glass. Freaks out and starts kicking the driver to death. Oh, God. What a horrible way to die. That is a horrible way to die. You go to heaven afterwards, what happened to you? I got kicked in the face by a deer 300 times. So getting back to what you asked, though, about what I bought over quarantine, there's one last thing I've got that I want to tell you about, and then I want to hear what you bought in quarantine as well. Okay. So one last thing I did buy was not really for myself, but for my little dog, Lola. Uh, she has one yes. toy that she loves. Do you remember Mr. Bill from Saturday Night Live? Of course. Yes. Yeah, well... When she was a puppy, we bought one, and that's how she let us know she wanted to play because it was sound activated. She'd squeeze it, and it would go, oh, no. And hers finally broke, Good and they had a two-special, for two special, so I have two Mr. Bill toys now. Aww. So when she wants to play, we'll just hear from the other room. We'll just hear, oh, no, and we know that's what she wants. <laughs> well, your voice just sounded like Genji from Shrek. Like, you, you do a pretty good Genji. Genji not from Shrek. Not the drop Oh, yeah, not the, the gumdrop <laughs> That's what you just sounded like. It, it was Gingy. I always just thought he was Gingerbread Man. I didn't know he had a shortcut. He had a name, Gingy. No, not the gumdrop like, buttons. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. And he's like threatening the, somebody trying to, and he's like, do you know the Muffin Man? Yeah. yeah. I do love that. Yeah, man. John Lithgow. That was um, amazing. Okay, all right. So mine was all geek related, as you would expect. So what did you buy on quarantine, Tara? I've been getting Birchbox for about five years now. I know you don't know what that is, and it doesn't matter. You know what? I have a whole cabinet in my office full of Birchbox. Oh, my God. I saved them all, and then I finally threw them out, and now I'm mad I did it. Well, Lisa did it, and she was saving them forever, and then she she canceled last year. She goes, they're so cute. I'm like, they're cardboard. But anyway, but now with my right. game design, I need some sample boxes to, to wrap, you know, game strap wrappers on and stuff. So I, that's why I have them. But yeah, no, I, so I'm very familiar well, with Birchbox. I Birch love Box. the Birchbox. So this is like Birchbox, but it doesn't come every month. It comes four times a year. So it's called FabFitFun Box. I'm not going to lie. It was amazing. It was either $39.99 or $49.99, but it could have been $59.99, and I still would have hey, been hey, like, don't, it? don't say that, because you may all of a sudden get an email. We've just raised our price to $59.99. Right. To- so, I mean, it does matter. But what I did was I paid for a year, 
instead of just doing them box by box because I thought if the first one stinks, I'm not going to want to do it again. So let's just go ahead and put it in for a year. Let's just get four of them and then decide. <laughs> that, like, don't, that makes no don't sense just go whatsoever. In so if I get the first I one and realize it's a total ripoff, I want to make sure I've signed up for four of them. I want to make sure I got a really ripped off. <laughs> like if I'm going to get ripped was, off, that's the that's amazing. I don't know how I want to have yes. that as an advertising gimmick. Uh, well, that's just logic. Like, I mean, if you're going to spend 39, you might as well spend 29 to get one of them for less and then get four more at a higher price. Right. Well, that's that you so, say, then you just talk about how much money you saved, not how much money you wasted. I saved $10 right, a box I mean, they, by doing that. I love to say that to Keith. Like, they basically paid me to buy $800 <laughs> worth of clothes. Like, exactly. So, what was it? What's in your Fab Fair okay, so for in my Fab Fun Fit Box, Fab. That's hard Fit to say. Fun. That's like a tongue t- tongue twister. I already forgot the name of it. Fab, Fab Fun Fit, Fit Box. Fun. Fab Fun Fab okay, Fit Box. Okay, so in this one, when it came, it has this thing. I don't know the term of it, but it almost looks like a wand. And on the end of it, all these lasers that are blue. And you're supposed to hold it to your face where you've got wrinkles. And you hold it there for two minutes and then the light goes off, and then you move it somewhere else, and then you do it again. Oh, it's a pseudoscience box. Yes, and I don't see any difference in my wrinkles, but what this does is for, you know, because each spot that you do it on, you last for two minutes. So eh, when I do it twice a week, I'm in it for about an hour, you know, going all over my face with this thing. So it just gives me some downtime. You know, I'm trying to combine, like, meditating and wrinkle removing well, do you put any oils on the laser no well, you're not supposed to what well, maybe that's why it's not working for you i think if you put some palmarosa and lavender with maybe a, a smidge of um frankincense keep it up you're gonna end up not getting any frankincense like you're hanging on a thread right now you already cut me out of palmarosa oil and i know and i'm never you're getting definitely rose oil. not getting that if i got a bucket of that for free <laughs> i still wouldn't give you any so there had to be more in the fun fab fit box yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that was already a bargain. If it just contained that, it would already be worth yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't even do anything except make me sit quietly. So, uh, hello, worth its gold. That right there is going to be enough for Keith to say it's worth it. I know. So, Keith's <laughs> like, don't you have something to do? Like, go play with your wand. And so, then I got, it's not a full pillowcase. It's just in the middle of your pillow pillowcase. So, that it's just for your face to lay on well how does it stay on the pillow if it's just the middle of the pillow pillowcase it's like a sleeve that just you slide it to the middle so yeah so it's a sleeve around the pillow yeah but just goes in the middle so it's like a bracelet for my pillow it's like a friendship pillow bracelet. it is so that ordered a foot spa because my lovely feet that i love so much they're just <laughs> not getting the care and i've realized like i've had a pedicure for i don't know 20 years i mean like my nails have been painted for 20 years and if you look up the ingredients, I mean, house bells, I don't know what that stuff is. I mean, it's basically... It's definitely not Palmarosa, I tell you that. No, it's not great. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give these little feet of mine like a treatment. And I ordered a foot spot, like came the next day, Amazon. I have never even taken it out of the box. Like, Is a foot spot just like a vibrating pool of water for your feet and it makes it warm and you can put oils in it well i can put oils in anything well no no no. but it's made for that like you know maybe oils aren't made to go in certain things so you did something for your feet did you do something for your wrist no why it's one of your best features terry well i didn't do anything for my nose either but you didn't buy any makeup while you're on quarantine no now i did get in my fab fit fun box i did get some eyebrow stuff and and it did come with 
some mud masks, which I do love a good mud mask. Not gonna lie about that. Well, I love them. And this one is super cute. It came with like almost like a paintbrush, Steve. So you open up the little tiny, it looks like a little K-cup that goes with the coffee. And you open it up and it's got like the green mud and you use the paintbrush and you paint it all over your So face. what kind of mud was it? Was it like a special mud from a special place? Yeah, but I don't know. Like when I went to Israel, they, they, they did a lot of the Dead Sea muds is big. Well, yeah. And the best mud I've ever touched is in St. Lucia when you go to this specific volcano mud. And and it smells like rotten eggs and poo. Oh, God. But that it makes sulfur your stuff? skin feel great. Yeah. It's that sulfur volcano. But God, mud. doesn't that smell disgusting? Oh, my God. Our whole family <laughs> all went there, and we literally, the Zelenskis are dunked <laughs> head to toe. You can't even tell that we're people. We just look like four trees, like covered in this mud. And then they take you to this waterfall, and you like wash it all off of you. But you really can't wash it all off of you. So then we go straight back to the cruise ship, and we're running late. We're like the last ones on. What? We're in the elevator trying to get to my room and all these people are really dressed up. It's like dressed up night on the cruise ship and they're all going to early dinner and I get in and they're like, oh, oh. like, what is that smell? And I looked, I was like, yeah, that would be me. And then when I got out, they were like, all like, oh, I smelled like rotten eggs, feet, poop. Uh, okay. I think we're a little bit off track now. Let's go back quarantine I think purchases. what else I bought. Really, the muddler, and we've already talked about that. So, check. Okay. Well, there is one last thing I have to admit that I have been purchasing on quarantine when I get bored and I see it on sale. They're called Star Wars opera characters. Have I showed you those? Oh, no. Yeah, so they're little characters, and you buy, and they're individual, like Darth Vader and Chewbacca, and you can plug them. Like Barbie dolls? No, they're little bitty figures that are about two inches tall and they each play different songs but when you plug them all together they all dance in unison to the song so here i'm going to play one of the songs and you can just imagine them dancing ready <laughs> i'm gonna have a nightmare so in a galaxy far far away okay terry this has been a great show thanks for Thanks for joining. Okay, bye. Adios. Peligroso. <laughs> Dorn, that's the end.